Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The acting council president said today that they cannot truly heal as a council, as a city. They cannot effectively effectively govern until these three council members are no longer in their roles. And now, Nuri Martinez has officially resigned today. The two other council members who were involved in this conversation that was secretly recorded, they are still in their roles on the council, though one of them, his term is up in just a couple of weeks. I I saw this headline this uh, that's the L.A. City Council story. State AG to look into L.A. redistricting after leaked racist talk. Yeah, I've been saying that's a legit issue. I mean, that's something you should be seriously concerned about. There, there are reasons to infer that these people would be willing to mess with redistricting to to benefit a race. Very uncool. The individual slights of people, though? Come on. To, to, I hate that kind of language that we just heard, like, uh, for the city to heal. What? The city to heal. I hate that what sort of talk. What a joke. I know. What a narrative not rooted in reality. I know. <laughs> For the yeah. city to heal. So there are two main points to this story, I think. And one of them is being reported on reasonably well. One's being missed completely. But point number one is that these uh, Latino, Hispanic, whatever, um, people are uh, utterly delighted to, more than willing to engage in uh, racial disparagement and bigotry and the rest of it. 
Um, as much as any Klansman or whatever. I mean, it's just the idea that, uh, no, it's white people who, who have bad impulses and everybody else is just an angel. It's just an ugly joke, please. And uh, one of the most specific, I mean, the whole referring to the kids, the black kid is a monkey to me, that just doesn't hold water. I mean, it, it just everybody calls kids monkeys. Um uh, unless uh, somebody, there was more context to it than I missed. Yeah, somebody who who seemed to understand the context better said that that had more to do with, like, your friends criticizing your parenting behind your back. Mm-hmm. And yeah. th- th- that would piss me off. That'd piss me off if I found out in a meeting a bunch of people I work with were talking about me being a bad parent and my kids being out of control. Oh, somebody yeah. needs to, I would hate that. Right, but nobody's talking about that. They're just leaning on the lazy, lazy, look at the racist, look at the racist, because that's so hot these days. But the the one thing that was specifically bigoted was this stuff this Nuri Martinez said about darker-skinned people from Mexico, um, talking about a lot of short, dark people, and they're ugly. Here's a Oaxacan woman from L.A. Uh, responding to that, 50. Good afternoon to everybody here present today. I would like you guys all to lift up your ears to what I'm going to say right now. Hoy vengo representando a la comunidad indígena oaxaqueña mexicana. Qué lástima que no está Nuri Martínez ahí para que me diga carcajeándome mi cara que somos mexicanos feos. I'm here on behalf of the Oaxacan indigenous community here in Los Angeles, and I would like to have Nuri Martinez tell me to my face with that cackling of hers that we are the ugly Mexicans. I I got distracted by her saying, let's all lift up our ears. But the, 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 the point, the point <laughs> yes, was, come on, the point, stick to the point. <laughs> I like the cackling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. That was uh, that was a flat-out racist thing to say for her. That was just flat-out racism. And that was righteous indignation. That was not the fake indignation that's really, that runs through the bloodstream of American discourse these days. That was somebody who was truly offended. And that was an awful thing to say about, you know, Native people. Um, what's interesting in following this, the point that to me has been completely missed is the rawness and brutality uh, and the nakedness of ethnic politics, racial politics. The black people want more people in the black district. The black politicians want more people because we're we're the black politicians. And the Latino politicians are like, no, we need more Latinos because Latino power. And, you know, the, the, the uh, you know, Asian people want more Asian people in there or more people in their district because, you know, we got to stand up for the Asians. And w- what strikes me is that there are very, very, very few issues that are particular to Latino people or black people. I mean, most of it's about the haves and have nots. I'm not saying there are no issues. You know, maybe arguably the relationship with the police force, especially uh, a tender spot for black Americans uh, in L.A. or something like that. That's that's legit. But the idea that only a black person can represent the interest of black people or Hispanic people, Hispanic people or or Asian people, Asian people is ugly. It's ugly and un-American and practically nobody's willing to call that out. Mm. It's it's wrong. And what really got my attention uh, before the show today, I came across this opinion piece in the New York Times by one of their most just stridently liberal uh, commentators, Charles Blow. 
And his piece is entitled A Revealing Racist Rant in L.A. And so I was like, oh, okay, a man of the left calling out a woman of the left for racism, etc. I wonder where this is going to go. And, you know, he throws out some pretty good stuff about insulting people in the crudest, most racially offensive ways. Uh, he throws in the monkey thing and appearing to insult Hawkins, appearing to, by calling them little short, dark people who are ugly. Um, and then he says, and this gave me hope, but what disturbs me most is the racial, ethnic tribalism of her political calculations. After all, the recording is of a meeting to discuss the city's once-in-a-decade redistricting process. This is a meeting about power yes. and who can be helped or hurt by how districts are drawn. Yes, I'm shocked how little attention this has gotten. This is, yeah. this is, this is the systemic racism that is getting so much discussion, discussion in modern America. This sort of thing is a big deal, not... A comment about somebody's kid. Right, right. And in majority Hispanic L.A., the idea that uh, Hispanic people or or Latinos or whatever you want to call them are uh, somehow oppressed by the white people is uh, is a curious notion. But um, on the recording, when former L.A. County Federation of Labor President Ron Herrera says, I'm sure Katz and his crew have an agenda, referring to the former state assembly member Richard Katz, who is Jewish, Martinez respond that the Jews cut their deal with South L.A., even more directly, Martinez dismisses one official by saying, F that guy, he's with the blacks. So everybody is okay to just openly discuss that it's power politics based around race. Yeah. And that's what we all do, except for the white people. If they do it on any level, it's a national story and, uh, right. and just the, you know, the root of all problems. All right, so here's where this Charles Blow piece takes a weird right turn. Go ahead. Were you going to say something? Well, I just sounded like I was uh, approving of it. I, I don't want anybody to do that. It's I would like all of that to go away. But yeah, you fair can, enough. But it will only go away if you call it out for everybody. So Blow writes, I don't want to suggest that the people on that call are representative of society at large. Uh, they are to some extent. But I do understand that politics is a full-contact sport. It divides people into groups. Sometimes those groupings are around policy and visions. Sometimes they're more basic things, like identity and culture. Okay, Oh, and then he says, to be clear, I believe in representative distribution of political power. Los Angeles is nearly half Latino. There should be strong, unapologetic Latino political power in that city. In fact, underrepresentation is a problem, blah, blah, blah. So, literally two, three sentences after saying it's disturbing to hear, uh, what's, uh, what was the term he used? Uh, racial ethnic tribalism of political calculations. Like three sentences later, he says, well, of course, you know, uh, it should all be proportional. If you got 10% black people, there should be 10% of the power, and blah, blah, blah. What? Even though black people are actually overrepresented uh, in uh, L.A. politics, at least in terms of the numbers. Um, whether that's real power or not is for a political scientist to discuss. But so seconds after saying it's brutal and ugly, and it's obvious that to center it around race is wrong, but it should be centered around race. So, And it's just about keeping people in political pens. I mean, you, you think uh, these these uh, Hispanic politicians who have been hurled out of office for being brutes and full of ugly attitudes, you think they spend all of their time trying to gain more and more power to help the poor Latino people with their particular Latino needs that aren't shared by poor white people, black people, Asian people? Nope, it's just the color of their skin makes their needs different. Really? Racists? 
Got a number of stories we can run through when we get back, including the inflation numbers that are out and uh, ain't good. Biden said another thing, uh, you know, one of his fabulist sort of stories. Not really important, but just kind of funny or interesting. Um, uh, a death sentence looks like it's going to come down for a notorious villain. Bunch of different things we can talk about. What was we going to do at the bottom of the hour? Now, I knew you had something for that, too. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, the conversation about uh, congresspeople and senators who make stock bets knowing that the law oh, they just right. passed is going to... Well, the federal government is rife with that. Shocking! Everybody's doing well, it. You should have told me to sit down before you hit me with that news. This <sighs> is straight out of Friedman and Ayn Rand and Hayek. I mean, it's just so naked. How can I trust anything if this turns out to be true? <laughs> Um, But so we have a lot on the way. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We thought we saw everything in the game, and now a new friend wants to join our party. Hello, friend. Do we go? Ducks are very aggressive. I don't know if you know that. I don't. Very aggressive. We did see that. It is a goose, by the way. Our goose friend was escorted off the field humanely, so we're thankful for that. Goose landed on the field. Dodger Stadium interrupting the ball game. Bludgeon it! You got bats handy. Those things Barbaric. are poop machines. If it's a Canada goose, they're a menace. Thanks, Canada. Thanks for nothing. Guys don't even know a goose from a duck. So the Please. big, uh, the big story of the day are the inflation numbers are out. I care about this more for what it's going to cost me to buy stuff than I do politically. But it's a pretty big political story, also. The consumer price index, a measure, well, the overall number, the number that gets the most attention is just overall inflation, um, up 8.2%. In August, it was 8.3%. So the president will get to go out and say, look, it's going down. The Inflation <laughs> Reduction Act worked. But the, oh boy. the core inflation and uh, number, which uh, people pay more attention to, uh, economists do anyway, which strips out food and energy, rose 0.6% in September, just like it did in August. The measure is up 6.6% from a year ago. That's the highest since 1982. Since So 40-year record for the Yikes. core inflation. Consumer price index is up 0.4%. They thought it was going to be half of that. It was 0.1 in August. That's why the stock market has taken such a hit today. It is guaranteed now. Well, I'll just read what Axios said. Economists expect this will push the Fed officials to consider another historic, supersized rate increase in November. We're already at the highest interest rates for homes since 2006, and that 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 date is going to continue to go backwards as these numbers get higher and higher. We're at 6.81% on a 30-year fixed mortgage right now. Wow. So that's that. Wow. A couple other things for you. Alex Jones is going to have to pay about a billion dollars, a billion with a B, to the Sandy Hook parents. Is that who he owes the money to? 
Yeah, a group of plaintiffs. Mm-hmm. And and that oh, the, that number may well come down uh, in the legal processes to come, but it'll it'll remain an, an enormous number. Yeah, it could come down by half, and it's still obviously ruinous to any individual, unless you're Elon Musk or somebody, uh, because he was claiming that it was fake, that that school shooting was fake, and he claimed that even when things got really ugly. And, and pe- specifically that the grieving parents were by name liars and crisis actors and trying to fool America to steal your guns. So he would go on his radio show and <laughs> say the name of these parents? Yes, first and last. Wow. That is unconscionable. Bringing derision and threats and harassment, including in person, on these parents who just had their little kids slaughtered. If my kindergartner had been murdered... And, I mean, it's one thing the guy is saying it. That's offensive, but I could ignore people. But now I'm getting harassing phone calls and emails and people parked outside of my house and yelling at me at the grocery store that I'm a faker and a liar and everything like that. And I'm scared for my own life and my other kids. Mm. I would want you dead. I would want Alex Jones dead if I were in that situation. Mm, I could see that emotion, yes. Different horrifying school shooting. Nicholas Cruz, who shot up. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Florida, 17 dead, is going to be sentenced to death, it looks like. The jury has just come back with a recommendation, and that's so that's probably what's going to happen. Haven't had a high-profile death penalty in a while. Of course, I don't know there how long it takes in California to pass the death penalty, and then you die of old age, literally, more often yeah. than not. That young man, a fabulous product of the Obama administration's race and ethnicity-based restorative justice processes or, uh, you know, proposals. You, you can't be calling the cops on any kid of color or that proves you're a racist. So they let this kid act out over and over again. Never had an intercession. President Biden falsely claimed that his son, Bo, lost his life in Iraq during a speech in Colorado on Wednesday. He just every every story he's just got to take just a little further than what it really is. What's weird about that is how he doesn't know that that's going to be immediately challenged. Well, I'd like to hear what he said specifically because I think he blames Bo's brain oh, yeah, cancer he does. He does. on the experience in Iraq. He does. He does. Well, yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. I would like to hear the exact quote. Um, Dr. Oz, also in politics, attacking his rival, Democratic rival John Fetterman, the guy who had a stroke, over his computer-assisted NBC interview, which we haven't played clips of. Part of it is the visual of it, the whole thing, though. Um, I don't think there's closed captioning on the Senate floor, Dr. Oz said in an interview. Whether or not you think that's fair or not. I don't know. We had one lady whose husband had a uh, severe stroke and it changed who he was. Say, she wrote us an email, said, Hey, this is not the Special Olympic Senate. This is the big leagues. You've got to be mentally capable to be a senator. I have no sympathy. Yeah, Tucker Carlson made a big thing out of that last night. It was actually pretty interesting. Maybe we'll get to that a little later in the program. Um, But uh, we got other stuff. Yeah, the executive branch is profiting from their. Oversight of various industries, every bit as much as Congress is. Let's not let them off the hook. Remember that cheating fisherman? He's been charged. Remember that story? Uh, we got a bunch of things to get to. Stay with us. If you miss an hour, grab the podcast. It's Armstrong and Getty On Demand. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Now, obviously, you've got people on the right saying Fetterman forgot a word and he can't understand speech, so he's not fit for the Senate. And look, this is politics. So I get it. People will jump on any weakness to give their party an advantage. I understand that. But let's be real, people. If stumbling over a word every now and again disqualified you from politics, America wouldn't have had a president for the past six years. In fact, at least Fetterman acknowledged that he messed up the word and he corrected himself. Yeah, Biden wouldn't have noticed and he would have just known Negroes, man. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever laughed at Trevor Noah. First time. But we're going to get into that whole Fetterman story. He's the, uh, the Senate candidate, the Democrat running against Dr. Oz. He had a stroke, and Tucker Carlson had some interesting angles on that last night, and a little bit of the NBC interview that's getting so much attention, because it turns out he can't he can't process hearing very well. So anyway, more on that coming up. Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, I find myself, just as an aside to Jack, there's so much stuff we talk about that's so good from the Wall Street Journal, but they are the paywalliest paywall. They are. In publishing. Yeah. And they're also I'm... the most expensive subscription I have. 
Yeah, I know. Umber, I know when you share things, they, people don't get paywalled. I wonder if there's any way for us to share things so our listeners can read the articles. Because some of them are, are just wonderfully yep. reported, but they're very long. And, you know, we don't want to read you a 20-minute long article here. But uh, here's uh, one such example, and, and we'll work on whether we can post this headline and get you, uh, get you access to it. But federal officials trade stock in companies their agencies oversee. Hidden records show thousands of senior executive branch employees, thousands of them, own shares of companies whose fates were directly affected by their department's actions, according to Wall Street Journal investigation. No way! Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, there's been a fair amount of conversation about uh, Congress and how Nancy Pelosi and her uber-rich investor husband Good morning. Uh, are shooting down any attempt at, at regulating this. I mean, they, they say, well, that's a, that's a nice little bill you've written up there, but I think we can come up with a better bill. Why don't you give us six months and we'll come up with a better bill? And that better bill, strangely and shockingly enough, never appears. <clears throat> there was, uh, who was the, the name of the gal who was on with Brett Bear the other night from... Uh, one of your little eastern states. Uh, but she was openly angry about how Nancy Pelosi has crushed every effort to deal with this. Was it a Democrat or a Republican? It was, indeed. The blonde-haired uh, gal was on the other day. But uh, anyway, uh, the fact that it's uh, not just Congress, but it's absolutely rampant in the executive branch, as Jack so charmingly indicated, uh, should not be shocking at all. Uh, it's one of those things that, sh- I'm sorry, it's shocking yet unsurprising. So just a little bit of the Wall Street Journal article. Thousands of officials across the government's executive branch reported owning or trading stocks that stood to rise or fall with their decisions, the decisions their agencies made. More than 2,600 officials at agencies from the Commerce Department to the Treasury Department, both during Republican and Democratic administrations, disclosed stock investments in companies while those same companies were lobbying their agencies for favorable policies. You know, if you grant us this policy, our profits will go up 10%. You know, uh, let me make a quick call, and then I think we can probably approve that. It's so naked. I'm a I'm a, a, a cash register honest guy is a term that they use. Um, like That's I, an interesting term. What does that mean? Uh, it's specific to, for, and I'm not exactly sure psychologically why the, why this is, but... It's a specific level of honesty or area of honesty that some people have more than other areas for whatever. But I, I really have it in that area. I just, like, I can't take you accidentally gave me an extra dollar or whatever. I just, mm. I can't do it. See, um, I wait till the cashier turns their head, then I just reach in and clean out the 20s drawer. Or if I think so, I'm just physically stronger than them. Right. I just push them to the ground. Uh, no, but, like, I, I, I'm, like I just described, but... It'd be really hard to not take advantage of that situation. I'm sitting in a room, and I and I know for a fact legislation's coming down that's going to affect this industry. I have stock. I mean, it'd be really hard not to take advantage of that. Legislation or regulation, right. It's yeah. going to be announced on Monday. Well, you know what? On Thursday, I'm going to be on the phone to a broker or online t- uh, tip-tap yeah. typing away. Yeah, and you, you realize yeah. everybody else is doing. What am I just punishing my family by not doing whatever? That would be hard to avoid. Let me hit you with some of the specifics. A top official at the Environmental Protection Agency reported numerous purchases of oil and gas stocks. The Food and Drug Administration improperly let an official own dozens of food and drug stocks on its no-buy list. So they went to the trouble of having a no-buy list, but then didn't enforce it. A Defense Department official bought stock in a defense company five times before it won new business from the Pentagon. Gosh, he guessed right. 
that they would get that business with the Pentagon. Good guess. Could have gone to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, you got to laugh. You know, I suppose you could storm the ramparts, but uh, the journal obtained and analyzed more than 31,000 financial disclosure forms for about 12,000 senior career employees, political staff, and presidential appointees. The review spans uh, five years, 2016 through 2021, and includes data on about 850,000 financial assets, more than 315,000 trades reported in stocks, bonds, and funds by the officials, their spouses, or dependent children. Hey, Alex, will you Google what uh, a House representative makes as a yearly salary? I realize we're talking about the executive branch here, but that all their salaries would be different. But I'll give you an idea of what these people make and uh uh um uh they all end up wealthy yeah their salary is not high enough (laughs) that you end up after you know however many years walking away as a person who lives in the six million dollar house and you know says one hundred and seventy four thousand dollars a year and that's good money i realize that although you live in Mm -hmm. an expensive town washington dc and everything like that you shouldn't end up you would your family wealthy forever out of that and this you executive think, branch, people probably make less than that, a lot of them? Uh, maybe, although some of them are fairly senior folks. But, uh, yeah, you're probably right. Um, while the government was, uh, listen, some of these specifics, really, they help spill it out. Uh, while the government was ramping up scrutiny of big tech companies, more than 1,800 federal officials reported owning or trading at least one of the four major tech stocks, uh, Meta, Alphabet, Apple, and Amazon. More than five dozen officials at five agencies, including the Federal Trade Commission and the Justice Department, reported trading stock in companies shortly before their departments announced enforcement actions, such as charges and settlements against these companies. More okay, than so you're, just, you're yeah. getting ready to announce a big giant fine mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, and you know that's going to hit the stock. Wow, that's incredible. So, so you sell, or if the fine's going to be much less than is being reported, you buy. Ah, there you go. More than 200 senior EPA officials, nearly one in three, reported investments in companies that were lobbying the agency. A third. EPA employees and their family members collectively owned between 400000 and nearly $2 million in shares of oil and gas companies on average each year uh, between 2016 and 2021. So the EPA is rife with people buying and selling energy stocks. Well, they would probably claim that it doesn't have any influence on them. Millions of dollars of stock owned by Defense uh, Department officials. Uh, About 70 federal officials reported using riskier financial techniques, such as short selling and options trading, et cetera, et cetera. So they're the real high flyers. It would be even easier to soothe my conscience, I think, the selling than the buying for some reason, psychologically. So I'm about to... Sign off on something, vote on something. I'm aware that something's going to cause the stock to go down a lot. And I'm not going to sell my stock? Really? Well, when there are no repercussions for buying, selling, owning, or using your quote-unquote... It's not insider information exactly, but it might as well be. Or maybe right. it is by the definition. I don't know. I'm not a, a, a stock attorney. Um, but it's interesting. Yeah, uh, Department of Defense especially... Uh, buying heavily some of the tech stocks and the IRS would uh, officials buying heavily into tech stocks. It's interesting. So, is there any sort of uh, free speech issue here on why we ought to allow them to do that, or rid of a tainter, or e pluribus unum, or anything like that? <laughs> At least one or two of those. <laughs> uh, that's a really interesting question, um, and it has to be answered legislatively, right? Because you know you're you're taking away their ability to earn money in. 
uh, a pretty significant chunk of the way people earn money. You know, if I was a more ambitious guy, I would write a uh, fairly short book. It'd probably have like five chapters on the most compelling reasons not to have a giant federal government. And one of them would be it is impossible to design it in a way that's not exploited by hundreds of thousands of people who work for the government. It just it, it, it flows from the size of it that you will have sizable exploitation of this sort and manipulation of stocks and, and profiting. The public interest, screw that. I own 100,000 shares of Amazon. I'm going to do what's good for them. You know, and I'm reminded of one of my all-time favorite quotes, uh, whatever you think of her, Ayn Rand from Atlas Shrugged. When you see that in order to produce, you need to obtain permission from men who produce nothing. When you see that money is flowing to those who deal, not in goods, but in favors. When you see that men get richer by graft and by pull than by work. And your laws don't protect you against them, but protect them against you. Mm. When you see corruption being rewarded and honesty becoming a self-sacrifice. Yes, that's exactly what I was talking about. You may know that your society is doomed. Yes, Honesty would be a self-sacrifice. I'd be taking money away from my family by following the rules that nobody else is following. Right. And corruption is being rewarded or something very much like corruption. Uh huh. It is precisely what she was describing. And to, just to break down that quote, because I love it so much. Uh, when you see that in order to produce, you need to obtain permission from men who produce nothing. Nothing but regulations and laws. And I'm not arguing against all laws and regulations. I'm not an extremist or an idiot. But you do need permission from those men and women. Absolutely. When you see that money is flowing to those who deal not in goods but in favors. How much money did you make this year compared to contributions online to AOC or Trump or uh, any politician you want to name? Uh, The people who deal in favors. When you see that people get richer by graft and by pull than by work. Yeah, well, you may know that your society is doomed. As we've said for many years, we're screwed, we're doomed, we're screwed. We have to take a break, but I wanted to get this in. I'm, I'm a bad dad that I didn't get my kids involved in this in time. But here's how it played out. The results of this year's Fat Bear Week competition. An internet event comparing animals at Cape May National Park, the returning champion known as 747, was the runaway winner for the fat bear in Alaska. Congratulations. I saw people voting on this and getting their kids involved. I wish I had, where it shows up every day. You got the competition. Which fat bear do you vote for? And you go online and vote for My kids would have loved that. I can't believe Hanson edited out the best part of that clip when Brett Bear says no relation to the fat bear because Brett is slightly he's got the dad bod. There you go, which is nothing wrong with that. No, certainly not. Uh, how handicapped can a senator be and still be a senator? Is that even cool to even ask the question? More on that in a second. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. I don't think it's going to have an impact. Uh, I, I feel like I'm going to get better and better uh, every day. And by January, I'm going to be, you know, much better. Democratic Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman in a sit-down interview with NBC News trying to ease any doubts about his health as he recovers from a near-fatal stroke suffered in May. The interview was done using closed captioning because Fetterman says he's still struggling with understanding what people say. But it's what the reporter said about her interactions with Fetterman outside of the interview that's made headlines. Myself, my producer, and our crew did find that small talk before that captioning was was difficult because of those auditory processing issues. Yeah, good for NBC for being as honest about that interview because, uh, I mean, there's a crazy puff piece from The New Yorker about Fetterman that's out right now. And that was NBC. I mean, they, they went to pretty good lengths to point out the difficulties Fetterman's having with his stroke and how yeah, they haven't I'd... released medical records and a variety of things. I just came across a New York Times profile of the guy that the gal who wrote it did everything but drop her drawers. I mean, it's unbelievable. Actually says, what rings from Fetterman is something most politicians can never dream of. Authenticity. You've got to be freaking kidding me. Yeah, I know. In- the one you, thing he ain't. <laughs> unless you mean he's authentically uh, a leech, living off his parents into his 40s, never having had a job in his life other than the mayor of a town of 1,700 people, which he took in his 30s, then became lieutenant governor, didn't show up for any of the stuff that he was supposed to do, doesn't pay his taxes, though he talks a lot about wanting big, high taxes for schools, sends his kids to private schools, by the way, because he's got a lot of family money. I mean, he's a complete freaking phony. Wow! How do you keep your journalistic badge if you're going to call him authentic? 
Oh, my God. The effect is talking about the way he looks and acts practically reeks of that word. So beloved of the political class and so rarely associated with them. Authenticity. And she goes on. He looks real. An avatar of the American archetype of the working man who does an honest day's labor. Even though he did go to Harvard for his master's degree, and his labor is mostly desk bound. You're making this up. (laughs) I know. It's like a parody. (laughs) They didn't actually go this far in the New York Times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did. (laughs) It's hilarious. Are they unaware? It's an opinion piece by um, Vanessa Friedman. (laughs) Are they unaware that he's never had a job? Not as only is he not working class. I mean, he's not of the working. He's never had a. He's not even had an easy job. He's an avatar of the American archetype of the working man who does an honest day's labor. Does an honest day's labor. Wow, that is what... He he might be the most <laughs> phony politician I can remember in terms of their um, presented image versus what they actually are. I don't right. know. I can't come up with a record beater. It would take uh, John Kerry going duck dynasty to be any more phony. <laughs> what did it were? Anyway, uh, Tucker Carlson commenting on the interview, playing clips from it and everything like that, and having an interesting angle, as he often does. But because of that stroke, Fetterman now needs electronic assistance in order to communicate with other people. He can't talk on his own. It's not a right-wing conspiracy theory. It's not QAnon. It's real. In fact, it's so real, his campaign concedes that it's real, that it's true. Fetterman uses a software program to understand the words of those around him and to formulate his responses to those words. In other words, to talk. Now, to be perfectly clear, this software is not a hearing aid. Fetterman doesn't need a hearing aid because he isn't deaf. He's not hearing impaired. Instead, this program takes words and then rearranges them into language that John Fetterman can understand because his brain can no longer do that for him. That's sad. For transhumanists, though, it is thrilling. This is an amazing moment. This is Neil Armstrong on the moon. Here you have the, one of the most famous politicians in the country merging with a computer. This is the future they imagine. They're <laughs> thrilled by it. But for everyone else, for the voters of Pennsylvania, for example, it does raise some obvious questions. For example, where exactly does the software end and John Fetterman's consciousness begin? We don't know. We can't know. But it's obvious that Pennsylvania could very well be sending a computer program to the U.S. Senate, where inevitably it will be hacked. <laughs> wow. That was an interesting <laughs> angle from Tucker. He's concerned that it's more computer than man. <laughs> Is this the singularity? We'll take your calls. <laughs> but he also did get into, and I thought it was kind of interesting, uh, I mean, a lot of the pushback is, oh, so would you say this about a person in a wheelchair? Uh, that's a completely different thing. I mean, I just, That's I an idiotic question. <laughs> it's been a fairly common part of the pushback, though. Uh, it's going so to show handi- how stupid our politics are. So you don't are. believe handicapped people can... Well, so you you got no legs. You can be a U.S. senator. It's got nothing to do with your job. You can't understand what people say? That could be, be significant. Your brain doesn't work properly in significant ways. That's a question that ought to be answered. Your knees, no. Utterly uh, irrelevant. I thought it was and anybody who's either too dishonest or dumb to get that, I don't want to spend the few moments God gives us on earth talking to them. <laughs> I like it when you say things like that. You're so <laughs> dumb, you're wasting my life, is what you're right. saying. <laughs> and Dr. Oz, Dr. Oz has actually gone now to the hoodie, and it turns out he wears the hoodie because he's got some abnormality on his neck. 
Okay. Um, it's like a, a big lump or curvature or something like that. From laying on his parents' couch. I, I don't know about that. Uh, but it's been photographed at times, and, and Oz is like, what's going on? Just uh, disclose your health, because he refuses to disclose anything about his health. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> Oz, meanwhile, offered to sell him a cream that would help him with the <laughs> neck problem. <laughs> entirely fake. <laughs> oh, my God. If you miss an hour of this show, get the podcast, Armstrong and Getty, on demand. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids. No plug needed. Right, let's go. But we also have plug-in hybrids. If that's your thing. <laughs> You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. 